the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the Word? Praise Him. This is Pastor Pearson, the Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray it's being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back, relax, as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that's called Walking Through Your Open Door. God has opened doors of opportunity for you and me. Doors of opportunity opened by the Lord just for you and me. The Bible tells us that any door God opens, no man can shut. And that any door God shuts, no man can open. Although it's true that the doors God opens, no man can shut, it's also true that the doors He opens can go unentered by us. We can choose, for whatever reason, to not walk through the doors that God opens for me and you, and thereby miss out on all that God has in store for me and you. That's why each and every one of us needs to learn to walk through the doors that God opens for us. That way, we can receive and achieve everything that God has opened the door for us to receive and achieve. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Walking Through Your Open Door. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Amen, amen, amen. How y'all doing today? Amen. So am I. Same Lord, same faith, same results. In Jesus' name. Y'all looking good today. Hopefully I can be able to share with you a word that I think will be a blessing unto you that you might be able to move through into the awesome things that God has planned for you. If you got your Bible with you, I invite you to turn to Revelation chapter 3. As we look at our foundational text and then begin to start moving forward into the awesome things that God has in store for us today. And I'm going to tell you, have an ear to hear what the Spirit of the Lord has to say, because he's going to be a blessing to you this very day. Many times as a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ, I'm privileged to be able to know in advance all the things that it is, most of the things that I'm going to be talking to you about and be able to share with you the awesome information after it's already uh, uh, got a chance to be able to mull over it and look over it and stuff like that. I study it out completely, uh, which I do all the time anyway, praise God. Um, uh, but yet it's an awesome privilege to be able to do so. And then every once in a while, the Lord will be like, uh, yeah, that's what we're going to talk about, but we're going to talk about that one later. This is what I want you to talk about now. And so you're going to get one of those, this is what I want to talk about now type messages. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And he's going to speak. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Revelations chapter 3. <laughs> Revelations chapter 3. We'll start reading with verse 6. Of course, we're continuing the teaching that we began uh, right around the first of the year, and that is that this is our year for the open door. This is a year for us to be able to move forward into the open door that God has in store for each and every one of us. And of course, this is also uh, in terms of San Antonio, the year of the fact that this is the rest that's going to bring the rest. This is the rest that's going to bring the rest. We're going to learn how to rest in, relax in, and just be comfortable in the fact that God is who he said he is. He's going to do what he said he's going to do, and we're going to believe it and operate as though it's true too. And God wants us to learn how to do that. Let's start reading in verse 6. It says, He that hath a ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. 
and to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, write, these things saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, he that openeth and no man shutteth and shutteth and no man openeth. I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door and no man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength and hast kept my word and hast not denied my name. Of course, we are the people who qualify for that. We are the one who have strength and have kept his word and have not denied his name. God has opened a door for each and every one of us to be able to move forward into the awesome things that he has in store for us. This is your year for an open door. This is your year for an open door. And the door is open wide. All you got to do is come inside and enter into the rest that God has in store for you so that you can receive the rest of the things that he has in store for you. To move inside of this open door, which allows you to be able to move into an, a place where you can just lay back, max and relax, knowing that God is going to do what it is he said he's going to do and that he's going to be able to come through for both me and you. That we can have opportunity to be able to go in and begin to actualize the things that we've always wanted to realize be able to have manifest in the midst of our lives the things that God intended for us to manifest, to be able to step into the areas of operation as well as concern, to be able to move forward so that others can learn that God is good and his mercy endures forever so that we can be able to step forward and receive all that it is that God has in store for us. But we notice that he said in uh, going back to verse seven, after speaking of who he is and, 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 and to the angel of, in the church of Philadelphia, right? These things saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath a, uh, uh, the key of David, he that openeth and no man shutteth and shutteth and no man open. He says, I know thy works. But then he comes back and says, behold, I have set before thee an open door. Now, he could have just said after he stated all of who he was, I know thy works. I have set before thee an open door and no man can shut it. But he put that word in the scripture for a particular reason. Of course, we know that uh, when the Lord had the scriptures written and he, you know, unctioned by the Holy Ghost, as well as had the Holy Ghost come upon men of old and begin to start writing the scriptures. We know that there was no publicist that was there backing them up to be able to make sure that they included enough words in there to be able to be considered the type of book necessary to be able to get the check that they were supposed to receive. Publicists didn't back this up. Publicists got hold to it afterwards. God put everything in the scripture for a reason. And he wants this thing to be understood. He didn't just want you to know he opened under you a door. He wanted you to behold that he opened under you a door. He didn't just want you to be a, uh, uh, just have a casual awareness or uh, uh, just glance at and look past the fact that he's opened you a door. But he wanted you to behold that he's opened you a door. That word behold means gaze intently upon, to gaze intently upon, which means that the more you focus on it, the more you look at it and the longer you look at it, the more clear it will become to you. The more you'll begin to start recognizing nuances that are in that door that you would not have recognized if you just looked at, you know, just casually. The Lord does not want you casually this year to under, to know that you've got an open door before you. But he wants you to behold, to check it out, to focus on it, to gaze intently upon the fact that you have an open door before you this year. That thing ought to be ringing on the inside of you this year. That thing ought to be before your eyes each and every day this year. This thing ought to be before you as you move forward in each and every day of your life, every single hour of that day of your life, every single minute of that hour of that day of your life, every single second of that hour of that, I mean, that minute of that hour of that day of your life, that as you move forward this year, you ought to behold, gaze intently upon the fact that I have opened unto you a door. 
Because God wants you to be able to see that he's opened you a door. That word behold, of course, carries the concept of the fact that you need to see or become aware of. The Lord wants you to become aware of the fact that he's opened unto you a door. Because so often we'll hear a word, but yet walk away acting like we never heard that word. We'll hear a word, but yet never receive the benefits that come as a result of hearing that word. Every time God opens to you, I mean, says to you a word, he's opening you, open up a door for you to be able to see what he sees already, to be able to see what he sees already. And this year, in order for you to move forward into this door that God has in store for you, you need to see what God sees already, hear what he has to say about what he sees already, and then get Don't stop hearing it until you see the same thing he sees because he wants you to behold, I've opened unto you a door to see that I've opened unto you a door to become aware of continuously the fact that I've opened unto you a door. When we were studying last week, we studied the importance of being able to continue in that which it is that you're doing, that you don't just do it and then stop doing it and then do it and then stop doing it. But this year, you're going to become more constant and more steady in your fact that you're going to do it because you've already learned through the last couple of weeks that God is faithful. And since God is faithful to do what it is he said he's going to do, then you can be assured of the fact that he's going to come through for you. But yet that you need to behold that you need to see and keep on seeing. That you need to recognize and keep on recognizing because there can be circumstances and situations that you can enter into, that you can find yourself in, or that you could have been in for many years that through many tears, which will cause you to be able to hear it and drop it. Hear it, see it, and stop seeing it. But we learned last week that you need to continue the action and don't stop that action. So when he says, behold, he wants you to see it and keep on seeing that I've opened a door for you. All you got to do now is walk through. What I'm going to do today is I'm, we're going to look at a few examples of uh, some people in Scripture, doors that were opened under them. And hopefully we can be able to derive from that from them some things that you ought to be able to see and some things that will try to surround thee as you move forward into the open door that God has in store for you. Let's look at the first one over in Acts chapter 12. Acts chapter 12. Have an ear to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is going to say unto you today. Because he has a breach. He has interrupted and, and, and changed the order of things so that you can hear what he has to say. And that's that you need to behold. Because that then means if since he did that and had me interrupt things and be able to change things around, then that then means that what the deal is is that there's folk up in here who've heard it maybe even saw it, but they're not seeing it or heard it, seeing it now, but something's going to come up tomorrow to cause you to not see it. Are you listening to me? God always comes ahead of time to be able to give you your provision ahead of time. Acts chapter 12. Let's start reading in verse one. It says now about the time Herod, the king stretched forth his hand to vex certain of the church. Vex them mean to jack them up in the East side Detroit version to vex certain of the church. And he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. Wow. Which means that he did something. He killed James, the brother of John. So this ain't no joke. And because he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Then were the days of unleavened bread. And when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four quatrains of soldiers to keep him to four quatrains of soldiers to keep him. That's a whole bunch of soldiers. Blessed be his name. 
intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. Peter, therefore, was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. Peter had was, of course, doing the work of God, conducting himself the way he wanted to, the way he was told to do by the Lord. And that's to go out into the world and preach the gospel, to be able to cause people to be baptized in the name of the Father, Son and the Holy Ghost. Uh, so that by the way, the words that he spoken on them, that they would have opportunity to be converted and then be able to uh, become Christians and move forward into the things that God had in store for them as believers of Christ also to be able to do what it is he told them to do. But in doing what God told him to do, he found himself in a circumstance, in a situation in such a way where there was an evil uh, a ruler who, by the name of Herod, who, um, of course, was a very political individual. Uh, in terms of trying to make sure that he stayed right with Caesar at all times so that he could be able to keep his little place of control and his little place of authority in the midst of in the midst of Caesar's kingdom. Well, anyway, he in order to be able to keep himself uh, high in that area, set out and killed James, the brother of John. I mean, took him out in such a way was the word went out that he had killed him. Graveyard dead. And then after he saw that it pleased the Jews, because now they had taken out these Christians, which were jeopardizing what they're about. He went on and grabbed Peter after that. Pete, when grabbed, knew exactly what he was grabbed for. Pete, when grabbed, knew exactly what the consequences were for his actions. He had already been told by the Lord, of course, uh, that, you know, his death was not I mean, that his death was going to be as a result of him preaching the gospel and doing what it is that God had told him to do. And so because of that, he was not afraid. See, anytime you hear a word from God about what it is that God has in store for your future, when your future becomes your now, you will not be afraid. When your future becomes your now, you'll not be afraid. When God opens the door for you to be able to move forward into the future that he's already told you about and already planned you uh, planned for you. One of the things that is good for you to do is remind yourself what it is that God has said, because that love in word that God has given you, that word that's full of love that God has given you will cast out the fear and cause you to be able to rest in the fact that I'm ready for whatever it is that comes forward. Lord's opening the door for many of you this year to be able to move forward into the things that God has in store for you. But when fear tries to draw near, remember, there's a rest that's going to bring you to rest to cause you to be able to just sit back and be without stress so that you can be able to just receive what it is that God has in store for you. Does that make sense? Amen. Don't make don't get nervous now, because it doesn't mean you got to die. Amen. Praise God. Because y'all looking at me like, hey, hey, we move on. So anyway, and because he saw verse three, that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Then were the days of unleavened bread. And when they had apprehended him, he put, they, he put him in prison. Of course, you know, he didn't put him in prison softly. You know, he didn't just guide him to the prison. But it roughed him up when they took him up there. And delivered him unto four quatrains of soldiers to keep him. Intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. Peter therefore was kept in prison, but prayer was made for him without ceasing of the church unto God for him. And when Herod would have brought him forth the same night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, which means he's got two people on both sides of him in order to make sure he doesn't go anywhere. Four quatrain added together total that are in the entire prison complex that are keeping him. So that means he is well kept to be able to make sure that the thing that Herod intends to happen will happen to him. He says, and, not, and also, not only was he sleeping between two soldiers, but he was also bound with two chains. And the keepers of the door kept the prison. 
So you had, he had chains on him. He had folk on both sides of him who were also chained to him to make sure that he didn't go any further. He had somebody keeping the door to the prison. And you had four quatrains total of folk all about him. It sounds like he got himself in a fix. It sounds like there's no way he coming up out of this situation. But see, God wants you to know that if I can put it this way, I'm going to say this one just as right as I can. Because see, a lot of people misunderstand things in the things of God. The Lord is a deliverer. Make no mistake about it. God is faithful. Make no mistake about it. But this one, I got no rhyme and reason for. People try to give it rhyme and reason, but I got no rhyme and reason for this one. I just know God's faithful. I've seen God deliver people before stuff even happened. I can show it to you in scripture. I can, people were delivered before something even happened. Remember the story of Esther, who uh, because who was born for such a time as this, and she was born for such a time as this in such a way, whereas when, uh, 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 what was his name, Haman? Haman was trying to uh, set up for the uh, children of Israel to be hung and killed and destroyed and was setting up an ambush for them. God set her up in place in such a way where at the right time she was going to speak forth a word. And as a result of that, the children of Israel never got took out by that thing that was being set up, that plan that was being set up. And none of them even knew that that was happening until later on down the line. They ain't had no clue that it was going on because many times God will deliver us before stuff happens. Many times God will deliver you in the middle of something happening that while it's going on, he'll be right there with you in the middle of the situation in such a way where uh, uh, when the situation is going on, the stuff is coming right down there on you. Then he'll deliver you right then in the middle of it. If you don't believe me, ask three Hebrew boys, Mishael, Hananiah and Azariah, who we call Meshach, Shadrach and Abednego. They're slave names. But Mishael, Hananiah and Azariah. They were people who, when posed with an opportunity uh, to be able to bow before the king, once the music began, told the king, oh, king, we are not mindful to answer you on this matter. Our God is well able to deliver us out of this fiery furnace. You know, but yet at the same time, you would think that God would just come through the door and say, that's right. I'm here to protect my people. But no, they got thrown in the fire. But yet they were standing there and not burnt without smoke. Smoke affecting them. Why was that? Because God's a deliverer. So there's some he'll deliver before a situation happened. There's some he'll deliver in the midst of the situation. Now, some might ask, why didn't he be like them and deliver it even before it happened? I don't know. All I know is God's a deliverer. Does that make sense? I ain't even going to try to preach ology this thing. People give it, well, he knew your faith was strong enough to be able to handle it. Hey, I don't know. All I know is, is that he delivers. That's all I know. And I know that he delivered some folk after the situation has already occurred. They already went down the street on the hook. Come on up in here. They done already put out their house. And then you're like, well, <laughs> where was God? Standing right there? Praise God. <laughs> but all I know is, is that if our faith and trust is him, he'll deliver us even after a situation is over. You don't believe me? Ask Lazarus, who was dead four days. And Jesus just basically took his time getting there. If I, I mean, I can put it different ways, but he basically took his time getting there. But when he got there, he says, I am the resurrection and I am the light. He that believeth on me shall not perish. You don't believe me? Roll the stone away. Lazarus come out and Lazarus come hopping his dead butt out of there. He wasn't stinking like they said. You listen, he wasn't dead like they said because he called him out and God's power will handle a situation before a situation occurs, in a situation and after a situation. I can't tell you when yours is coming. 
but I can tell you yours is coming because God is faithful. Are you listening to me? And when we get this mentality on the inside of us, we won't be all agitated and jacked up when stuff is all around us. Because Pete had opportunity to be agitated and jacked up when he was being roughed up and brought into the prison. Lord, I'm doing your will. I'm doing what you told me to do. And how it is that all these soldiers is coming down on me and taking me too? Well, remember, you was the one that was standing right next to me when I allowed myself to be taken too. Are you listening to me? You're supposed to be learning something out of this. What was you supposed to learn? That they can't take nothing from you, but you got to lay it down. Are you listening to me? So anyway, Pete found himself chained to two people, chains on inside himself, somebody guarding the door, and also more coming around him, even in the thing, in order to make sure that he got, that he didn't get out. But, but we read, it says on, in verse six, and when Herod would have brought him forth, would have, I like that, which means that he had intentions to, but the intentions didn't get carried out. The same night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers. What was he doing? Sleeping between two soldiers. Now, what he doing sleeping? Pause button, pause button. I know y'all, y'all the deep Christians. Y'all, y'all, you know, this eight o'clock. Y'all, y'all, y'all the powerful ones and stuff like that. Y'all ain't new at this thing. So for you, I know this is nothing. But, but come on, for real. If you know that the same folks snatched you up is the same ones that snatched up James. The same ones that killed James, not just snatched him up, but stuck him through and through and took the life up out his body and allowed it to leak out by way of blood to the point that he was graveyard dead. And then next thing you know, the door is kicked in where you are and the same ones grab you and the same ones rough you up that roughed him up and the same ones put you in the middle of a prison. Like, I don't know whether he was put in prison, but they put you in a holding place to be able to make sure that they can get to you and got folks surrounding you all about you. I don't know. And you knew that in the morning you was going out. You know, you know, if you don't talk like that in the morning, they was about to kill you. And they had already proven that they could do what they could do because James is graveyard dead already. I don't know. I don't know. Chances are most of us would not have been asleep that night. (laughs) Chances are most of us would have been awake that night. Chances are most of us would have been sitting there with our eyes open. If nothing else, forget people praying for us on the other side. We'd have been up praying. Glory, Lord, Lord. But Pete knew something that you need to learn to know. And that's that God is faithful. That God is a deliverer. That whether it happens when, before the situation happens, whether it happens in the middle of it, or whether it happens long after it seems to be over, it ain't over till God says it's over. And you ain't going out when you do what God told you to do. You ain't going out until God say it's time for you to come on out. Are you listening to me? That's why I know I ain't being taken out. That's why I know every plane I get in is going to land. And I don't care if it bounce and burn. I'm going to bounce, but I ain't burning. Are you listening to me? And I'm going to come popping up like that, that, that commercial. And I got the commercial ministry. That water that drops out of the bottle and bounces and the person comes up doing what it is that they was doing. I'm going to hit the ground, bounce up and come up preaching. The Lord is a deliverer. Glory to God, because God's going to save you. Are you listening to me? Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed with what the Word of God has to say. I hope that you're learning that God really has opened doors of opportunity for you and me. Open doors that God wants us to walk through. Open doors that we can choose to walk through or not. It's our choice. 
That's why I hope each and every one of us learns to walk through the doors that God opens for us so that we can receive and achieve everything that God has available for us. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassing Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. And don't forget, we have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service that'll pick you up at home and then drop you off at home after the service. So, if you don't have transportation and you're in need of a ride, just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. And to all of our single saints out there in San Antonio and surrounding areas, I got just a thing for you. We invite all the single, unmarried saints in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our G to B. That's our glorified to be uniquely His Singles Fellowship this Friday evening. It's a monthly single seminar that God has brought here to San Antonio for the single saints here in San Antonio. It's a monthly single seminar that you don't have to fly away to or pay half a pay to go to. It's free and it's right here in San Antonio just for you. It's an evening out for the single saints that don't on the fourth Friday of every month for all the single unmarried saints in San Antonio and surrounding areas of all ages come together in a casual atmosphere and have food and fun and fellowship and get a powerful word from God that'll help them live successful in their singleness. So come on through. I guarantee that you'll be blessed when you do. There's no charge for the free will offering will be taken. It starts at 7 p.m. and it lasts until, hey, it's a night out. You don't need to find a babysitter because child care is provided at no charge. Need a ride? VIP transportation service is available for this too. So come on through and bring a few single saints with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did, and they will too. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word to have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 